I love my new Air Jordans. They're called Six Rings. LeBron calls them wind beneath my archangel wings. What? According to Snopes Knows Best, archangels are the second lowest rank of angels after MJ, Larry Bird, and Magic. You don't believe me? King of the persecution complex? Snopes Knows Best is a well-regarded fact-checking website. According to MAGA-hating Alexa, Snopes Knows Best debunks urban legends like you being the one most like Michael. Dunking at your son's high school basketball games during warm-ups isn't equal to Nate the Great skying over Dwight Howard in a Superman cape champ. Stop pouting, King. I know you want to call Jokic a white Serbian nationalist worse than calling Anthony Davis softer than the Grand Dragon's new pillowcase threat count after getting a gift certificate for his birthday on Overstock.com from David Duke. Jokic taunting you in your dreams. As the fake news chosen one who just got swept in the Western Conference Finals is a terrifying thought to contemplate in a post. Thug Lives Matters Most universe, I get it. But if you're serious about getting bumped up to Jesus Shuttlesworth status and he got game, then rely on something other than a Hall of Fame sharpshooter to bail you out for the NBA Finals game. Instead, win three more rings to be spoken in the same breath as choke-free Jordan champ. But odds makers left over from Tony Soprano's crew, since Jimmy the Greek's extended family went to the gender-fluid Greek spot tour business, with Dookie Hauser are betting against you flying high among choke-free angels of yesteryear, like Mike. If you think teaming up with your son, Bronny Bonbons from Bel Air, will get the job done. Didn't his high school, Sierra Canyon, lose to Harvard Westlake, where Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother used to be considered a low-post threat? Larry Bird beat Magic on a team that had Worthy and Kareem on it with a broken back. Magic Johnson never took flopping lessons from Lena Dunham, rocking the arm flapper look on Instagram while getting into character for the hunchback of Bushwick during restaurant week. Higher ranking angels like MJ, Bird, and Magic were consistently choke free, which you can't claim based on your shooting percentages in fourth quarter games against the white Serbian nationalists alone. Make HIV disappear like Magic without access to his top secret Shivata stash and you'll achieve higher-ranking angel status in my book. United We Laugh. I prove it every day. Chosen Clutch Ones Live. Holla. Thank you very much. And I want to give a mazel to the Joker, Jokic, for completely decimating the Miami Heat last night. 
and for completely triggering the NBA in the process, especially Dwight Howard, who claims it in his prime that he could completely dominate Jokic. Can someone please clarify when exactly was Dwight Howard's prime? I didn't realize he had a prime. Was this pre-headband years <laughs> before teaming up with King of the Persecution Complex? Did he like win a ring when like, nobody was watching? <laughs> What aspect of Dwight Howard's game is superior to the Joker is what I want to know. I mean, dunking, granted, yes. You know, you won dunk contest, which is impressive for a seven-footer. But every other aspect of your game sucks donkey dick <laughs> compared to Jokic. You were never known as a good passer. You had that, like, half-form hook shot. You had no mid-range game. You had no handle. So you were just an other blatantly racist, overtly jealous hater like the rest. Unlike Tracy McGrady, who's given props or props for do. But I love watching this guy play. And I love him upsetting Van Gundy because Michael Breen dares to compare him to Moses Malone, God forbid. I don't know what Van Gundy had to say. Like, what did he say? That, oh, well, Moses Malone, you know, he was a fearsome rebounder. And, you know, he played in Philly and that was a tougher crowd, you know, than Denver where... You know, people can't even watch games because, you know, they don't even have, like, a broadcast license out there. And it's not a basketball city. And, you know, Moses Malone, you know, uh, was very intimidating looking. And he had the name Moses, so he had the entire world on his shoulders. Which reminds me at the time when I was explaining to my daughter, she said, Daddy, he was Moses. It wasn't yesterday when she was young. She said, Daddy, he was Moses. I said, Moses was a stuttering Jew who came through. This is the Do It All Dad Year podcast. More jokes. Gen X dads understand. Controlling our kids a comedy. Can make our kids great again. My three fuss-free children, 99% of the time, are living proof of it. Legends of... The small. Nolan Ryan, the most consistently dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball history, otherwise known as the Ryan Express or Big Tex, depending on whether he was barebacking a barely broken-in Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, pitched seven no-hitters, which is three more than his idol Sandy Koufax did. Unlike Sandy Koufax, I don't think Big Tex skipped any prime rib dinners throughout his 27-year playing career. Even when George W. Bush tried to talk him into taking media pitching lessons from Dick Cheney, which is a yucky conversation for anybody at the stomach, an overly anxious younger W. tries to break the ice with big tacks in the locker room after the reporters for the Texas Bugle have left. When the Rangers don't make it to the World Series this year, Ryan, just blame it on Tanner from the Bad News Bears who planted choking anthrax in the old Astrodome for shits and giggles. What else did I learn about Big Tex in the documentary Facing Ryan? Nolan Ryan's wife is prettier than the Texas sprawl sky. Nolan Ryan's wife of 56 years, Ruth Ryan, is too pretty to cheat on ever. (laughs) 
Ruth Ryan is a prettier, tanner version of Debbie Harry in her prime. Which reminds me, about two years ago, my daughter discovered these notes that my wife made for me when we weren't married, when we lived in Brooklyn. And they were sweet messages that listed all the things she loved about me, or all the things she loved that I would do to her. For example, one of these messages was, I love how you kiss Blondie. So my daughter discovers this treasure chest of compliments of yesteryear uh, during uh, our hardcore sweaty sex period where the bed managed to elevate uh, despite perpetual poundage downwards, which defeated all laws of gravity altogether. And so my daughter says, Daddy, what does kissing Blondie mean? Who the hell is Blondie? And I said, the opening act for the Ramones and far easier on the eyes. Next question. Holla! Deplorable Daddy Day. Thank you very much. Well, what else did I learn from this documentary, Facing Ryan? George W. Bush is still a twitchy bitch in an armchair. Also learned that Ruth Ryan raised three good-looking, rock-solid kids in Texas, where third-term abortions are considered too late, unlike in New York State. George W. Bush, former managing director of the Texas Rangers, still sounds like Dick Cheney is nudging him to play the constipated version of Dirty Harry while grunting in the distance. More twang, Mr. President, more twang! <laughs> Big Tex and little W. Bush... Don't mix. It's like Beto, Beto, Beto O'Rourke interviewing MMA fighters over Joe Rogan. <laughs> but seriously, Big Tax and Little Bush don't belong in the same documentary together ever. One is in the Headlock Hall of Fame. The other is in the Presidential Hall of Shame for giving us 9-11, the surveillance state, and Obama be meh, which sent race relations in our country back farther than banning the dunk or bringing back no sneaker policies to the China Club during the summer of 89 when Air Jordans flew off the shelves in a New York minute. <laughs> Peaceful protesters from January 7th or 6th. I don't want to know because I don't want to dignify the so-called interaction. Those peaceful protesters have gag orders on them while still in jail with no transparent trial ahead. Yet I'm supposed to be pleased with W getting to provide color commentary, allegedly, on a documentary about Nolan Ryan while getting to feed off his sterling integrity as a competitor and Texan bred legend who has nothing in common with this stumpy piece of shit. And you're straining for star power voltage when you're calling W's people for an appearance on the dock about Nolan Ryan for Amazon Prime. George W. Bush attended Greenwich Country Day in Greenwich, Connecticut. I went to an elite boarding school in Mass soon after before going to Yale. The only thing less Texan than W's upbringing is Southern Republicans getting their panties in a bunch over the Dixie Chicks. Papa Bush ran the CIA. They got Kennedy killed. At that point, he was a... Lowly staffer, allegedly, <laughs> under Hoover. So there's that connection. And if you actually do a Google search, you'll find out that he always like denies his involvement with the CIA. He doesn't talk about it, so that's not too sketchy. 
And the only thing less taxing than W's upbringing in Southern Connecticut <laughs> is Southern Republicans getting their panties in a bunch over the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> but yeah, so Papa Bush worked for the CIA, eventually became its headmaster. And we all know what the CIA did to Kennedy, uh, especially after Kennedy made it very clear about his plan to dismantle the deep state and scatter them to the wind. But I'm supposed to trust the morally bankrupt leadership of the Washington elite after letting four sketchy Arabs take flight lessons in Florida before 9-11 without batting an eye. And Ellen DeGeneres isn't a sellout, New World Order hack breath for hire who's only friends with W because she's pro-Bush all the way. If the hit king, a.k.a. Charlie Hustle, can't get voted into Cooperstown because of his gambling problem, then I want W bands from documentaries about the creation of great family men like Big Tax. We didn't authorize the murdering of our troops and own citizens while pressuring Colin Powell to push the weapons of mass destruction lie that boasted fewer likes than Lieutenant Dan. Or else the 23 Emmy Awards, The Daily Show won War for Nothing. Legends of the Small Live. Holla! This one's for Big Tax and Charlie Hustle. Thank you! Very much! That was also for the New Yorkers that died during 9-11 and all the first responders and all the troops that still suffer from PTSD and all the troops that died to fight only to enrich Halliburton and Cheney. Fortunately, dicks never die. Holla! Legends of the small Thank you! Very much! But diversity is our strength. That's why Antifa is so weak. Those pasty Punisher wannabes and hoodies need Tommy John surgery every time they throw a concrete milkshake at a gay Vietnamese journalist who has a byline in the National Review. Punisher light. Holla! I'm achieving the second wind of second winds. Thank you! Very much! No more. Mr. Sly Guy. It must be tough being married to Sylvester Stallone. According to his model wife, he's always pointing out what's wrong with her supermodel body when he wasn't throwing gummy bears at her head while sampling new dialogue on her from his latest and greatest Rocky script. Jennifer, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward without wanting to trade places with Padma Lakshmi. Salman Rushdie lives no more Mr. Sly Guy. Holla! This one's for you, Rock. You knocked him down when you try knocking me down. Holla! Sly Stone forevermore. American-made legend. Thank you! Very much!
Why did Logan Roy drop dead suddenly? Shouldn't the CEO of Waystar be exempt from taking the clot shot? Shouldn't this titan of industry be smart enough to know how COVID was a man-made bioweapon used to push for mail-in voting, which ushered in the death of voter ID? How else can you tell MS-13 apart with all that shit on their face? Death mandate state. Holla! I'd start trusting the media, big tech, and our government if they ever agree to report in unison on how the COVID vaccination, not the rebranded flu, is the biggest drama queen killer of them all. That's ultimately responsible for depressing your immune system more than entry into the Dallas Buyers Club. A new report claims Jamie Foxx is blind and paralyzed after getting a blood clot in his brain from the forced COVID vaccination in the service of revitalizing Cameron Diaz's film career, courtesy of the Screen Actors Guild and the current death mandate administration. Unmasking death work mandates for Jamie. Holla! Now, what can you say to console someone who got quadruple vaccinated in the name of Dr. Noki, be good. Sudden adult death syndrome is better than having to live through this never-ending shit show four times over as the remainder of your 401k gets amputated faster than it takes Justin Bieber to regain feeling within his boy band wrecked face. <laughs> your heart is a ticking time bomb waiting to go off faster than Trumpy Pooh fans left on Breitbart. Dun, dun, dun. Who insist on claiming how he never forced anyone to take the Operation Death Speed shot despite pushing it harder than Chumpvaka to a bunch of power-hungry Yukis in the 80s. <laughs> Unmasking death mandates for Jamie. Thanks, Lord, for my highly developed bullshit detection meter, which makes me one of the last true New Yorkers standing. But the death mandates are nothing to worry about if Nick Cannon is offering health updates on his friend Jamie Foxx to Yahoo News. <laughs> Isn't Nick Cannon another Farrakhan apologizer liquor who claims he can't be a Jew hater because he's a black Hebrew Semite? How convenient. Call me racist, but I don't think King David shows up on your Ancestry.com. Shaka Zulu unmasking death mandates for Jamie. Holla! Good Shabbos, Kanye excluded. Add Nick Cannon to the fucking list. Fuck you! Very much.